Tony Alcoholic. Tony! Good to see you, nice lively group. Uh, with, um, one of my home groups that I was at today is Sunday Noon, Ohio, in West Los Angeles. It's a, it's a lively group like this. If you get up there, definitely stop in and see us. Um, 10 minutes is an interesting amount of time to talk, and I want to say for sure, if you guys get a chance to do a ride-along with Joe and Janie, don't pass it up. So we, we came down from Westchester to see you guys, and uh, uh, thanks, Joe, for including me in this. Uh, I want to start by saying uh, um, I got sober young. I was 24. I'm 40 years sober now. So if you guys are just start now, just stick with it. You know, this, I don't know what anything else is going to Stick with it. I mean, I've had the, the litany of, of life here, you know, marriage, divorce, loss. I had a sponsor for 32 years. I loved him dearly and lost him in 17. And today I was at a memorial for the sponsor that I got after him. So um, I just keep on keep on doing what I, I was told at the first at the beginning and you know, show up at my meetings, be a service. Uh, somebody asks you uh, for to do something that's an AA request, you say yes. And then uh, the thing that's still hard for me to do sometimes is to say help, but um, I get around to it. Uh, um, short version, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll skip all the uh, adolescent um, juvenile delinquency. I was one of those kids. And if you lived in my neighborhood, you probably woke up in the morning with uh, no air in your tires. Uh, your power was turned off in the middle of the night. I let your dog out. I mean, I, I, I was busy. And uh, um, I kind of was, uh, it, we, we look at it, it was, around here we used to use the term that that kid must have been raised by wolves because it, it's just like a wild thing like that. And uh, I had a, um, I, I had a, uh, as far as alcoholism goes, it started uh, before I started my, my really, my, my dad's little brother killed himself when he was drunk uh, when I was a week old. And it just set my dad into a, uh, a thing that made it impossible for him to stay. And so he, uh, uh, I went through and I had all my trouble and I have uh, two brothers and a sister and, and my oldest brother and sister were, yeah, I mean, they're still really weirdly normal. And, uh, um, and then my other brother and I, we, anyway, somehow we survived all this time. Yeah, my brother, uh, uh, I'd gotten in trouble in uh, school in Tucson, and I wasn't accepted in any of the other schools in the district or the Catholic school. So uh, they sent me up to the Navajo Reservation to go to uh, finish the freshman year. And uh, while I was up there, uh, my dad uh, contacted us. Uh, he'd gotten sober. And so he was four years sober, and my oldest brother was a cop, of course, right? We all have. Yeah, you, know, you have to have a cop in the family. And so he was uh, Governor Castro's escort at the time. So he got a hold of us through him. And uh, we spent the summer trying to get to know this man who's a total stranger to us. You know. In August of that, at, uh, at that summer, uh, he got drunk and killed himself. And so, I, I don't know, for lack of a better word to say, I mean, I, I was pretty screwed on that. You know, I, uh, I kind of just floundered through school and I, I really didn't think I was going to make it. My friends were dying of drug overdoses and uh, uh, just dropping off the face of the planet. And uh, luckily enough, um, one of my friends, uh, big brothers was in the Navy during uh, Vietnam and uh, Vietnam had already ended. And uh, so this is 1977. I thought I, I could, I could get out two things. I could get out of this legal beef I was in 
because they used to let you go to the military instead of jail. And uh, and then I can get out of Tucson. Have any of you been to Tucson? Okay. Well, it's really lovely. My mom was there. I got a 93-year-old mother. I talked to her this morning. And um, But I thought if I could just get out of here, I could survive this. And I uh, so I went in the Navy. I did four years in the Navy, two West Packs. I thanked myself across the world and back twice. And uh, uh, I got in a fair amount of trouble there. But uh, like a lot of us, I... I, I um, I excelled in work. I always had to be doing something. So they covered me every time I got in trouble. Uh, uh, just to not make this whole thing about a drunk log is uh, uh, at one point, the last time I was in Subic Bay, Philippines, I decided to uh, uh, go uh, and stay on, the, stay on the beach drinking while the ship got towed out. And uh, so I, I was there for three days when I turned myself in and they, they, they flew me to Okinawa to meet my ship. And, and uh, I got in a fair amount of trouble, but uh, like I said, the fact that I worked the way I did uh, uh, um, allowed me to keep my rank, basically. And uh, I got out later that year in Long Beach, and and uh, I just started just making, creating havoc, you know, just more havoc, always uh, behind alcohol. And uh, I tried to go home to Tucson. I got a, a a labor job in a copper mine that didn't work. I came back out here. I got hired at Todd Shipyard in San Pedro, where building Navy ships, uh, destroyers, and and boy, the drinking was on. And in every place I've been, the the uh, the drinking was the norm. I mean, when I was in the Navy, it was it was under Carter, so nobody was getting us in trouble. You know, we were, if we were showing up for work, we were okay. That changed with the next president, by the way. And uh, so, thank you. Um, I ended up at, uh, at Todd Shep Shipyard, uh, my department of iron workers uh, started getting in so much trouble uh, with injuries that they decided to team us all up. They teamed me up with a guy by the name of Dorsey Pitts, old Georgia boy. And uh, he, we used to show up in the morning and I'd come in with shakes. I'd have to be a tall boy just to stop, just to stop long enough uh, um, uh, to, for lunch. So the whistle blow. And, and you guys understand this. So these are the people that would be doing the same. When the whistle would blow at the shipyard, running to the parking lot. Because you could drink two bowls, two, two tall boys, burn one, and uh, take a couple pulls off a bottle and finish the day. So this is kind of what was going on. In the middle of the night usually was about 3 o'clock in the morning, puking bile. And uh, so this is kind of the routine coming up into the end of my, uh, my, uh, my drinking. Uh, finally, Dorsey just decided he's going to break his anonymity. I didn't know if he was sober, but he, was in, uh, he got sober uh, through Clancy in, at the Mission downtown. And, uh, you know, he, he just kind of did the subtle thing, started telling his stories, uh, like we do when we're talking to somebody we want to stay. And uh, I ended up going to some meetings with him at the Windsor Club. And uh, um, I drank one more time after about a week and a half. And then... Uh, June 3rd, 1983, I came to you and stayed. And uh, since then, I, um, <clears throat> I really have had to grow up here. You know, I mean, obviously, I didn't have to where I was at before. Somebody was always kind of making things okay. Uh, and so I, I was lucky enough to end up in, uh, um, in South Bay. They, they were really very welcoming, very helpful. I, I started going to meetings at Hermosa Beach and... Uh, uh, Alano Club, and then like a lot of us, we were going to Marina Center up in Culver City, and I just started being uh, kind of kind of pulled along. And uh, I was in a group in uh, uh, Culver City called Tri God, 
And a bunch of guys came up from uh, Redondo and we have a meeting on the beach, Sapphire Beach meeting. And they're like, hey, we got all these young people down here. You should come down here. And uh, I went down there and I moved there. It was like one of those things. And I had, uh, I, I had a great run. I, I, I got married when I was... Uh, when I was five years sober, I've got a little girl. Uh, she's 33 now. We had our wedding yesterday. And, uh, and she's uh, enabled me to be a grandfather. And uh, so I'm, I'm hands-on. Uh, daddy's, you know, little girl's daddy. And uh, I, I just learned how to do all of this here. And, uh, you know, obviously I grew up without dad. I don't know anything about that. So I've had to use the examples of, of long-term sobriety in the meetings to, to uh, make this happen. And the, the thing that, uh, that I want to say is uh, um, there's been a, plenty of absolutely wonderful, fun, great times. I've, uh, uh, I've had some you know, fantastic uh, relationships. Um, um, my, I wasn't able to stay married to my, uh, my kid's mom. And unfortunately, she wasn't able to stay sober. She drank herself to death last year. So, you know, we had a little stick there on that, you know. And, uh, um, uh, so anyway, my, I'm just trying to support my daughter through all of this, and I had uh, I, I had gotten married one more time, and I married you know really a beautiful woman, and uh, she it was everything she could do to try to stay put. She's she, uh, unfortunately she is probably in prison the rest of her life now, but um, I was lucky enough to have a little time with her for, and uh, it was interesting that what, what hooked her on me was. Uh, um, at the time, I had a little girl, a little three-year-old girl, blonde hair, blue-eyed, bubbly, and, and they looked alike. And so, so Chris, it was just like that was like a, like a million-dollar bank account for her. You know, she would, she was used to that type of behavior, and so she she made an effort to stay with me. And and uh, uh, so it's just it's just just the kind of things that happen. You know, it's in a union. Uh, I got laid off at that, that, that union uh, shipyard job when I was nine months sober. I got hired by a carpenter's union shop out of uh, Santa Ana um, after five months. And then I was there for five years until that job folded up and I had to, uh, I had to claim my own and I got my license and doing what I do now. And I, I managed, managed to, it's like what we say around here when you're a sole proprietor, if you can uh, have family, you know, if you can keep the roof over your head and the lights on, you're doing something. And this is something I probably could have never done without your guidance. Um, I ended up with, uh, uh, in, in, in this company, uh, that, that I started myself, I tried to do some training. I finally just stopped and I, I just have a, a very specialized trade that has allowed me to, you know, be here with you guys today. And, uh, anyway, thank you for my 10 minutes with you. I'll see you. Thank you to Tony for being a great opening speaker. And we will close.